0: What do you do with a situation where you try again and again, it doesn't happen, and these people don't understand it's not happening? What do you do? What do you do? Find out on this episode of Inverse.
1: Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse.
0: There's an idiom that we use in North America called knuckleheads. These are people with thick skulls, and no matter how hard you knock, yeah, your knuckles have contact with the skull, you can't get through. On our episode of Inverse this week, we're looking at stubborn people and also about circumcising the heart. My name is Justin Kim, and you're watching Inverse, and in the studio, we have Sebastian and Jonathan and Callie. Hello, Hello. everyone. Hello. Aloha. We are in... What book are we studying? Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. Sebastian, how have you enjoyed... Uh, we're in week seven, mm-hmm. uh, episode seven, and how, you, how have you enjoyed this episode thus far, or this uh, topics thus far?
2: <laughs> yes, I've enjoyed the episode before it hasn't <laughs> begun. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I've really enjoyed studying the book of Deuteronomy. I find that it's like sneakily practical Mm -hmm. and it's very like sneakily relevant Mm -hmm. to a lot of issues. Mm -hmm. You know, thinking about God being emotional, thinking about the concept of covenant uh, relationship, you know, the concept of the commandments being 10 words. Mm -hmm. Like to me, it's just um, you don't see it immediately mm-hmm. as being really powerful and relevant, but...
0: Scratch the surface a little, and you see some... A lot of gems, yeah, yeah, gold yeah, yeah. underneath. Very good. Kelly?
3: Yeah, I, th- I would agree with that. I really like the sneakily practical part, mm. because I don't think people like, you know what book I love? Do mm-hmm. to Rodney, yeah. man. Every time I read Agreed. it, it just changes my life. <laughs> <I agree. laughs> but like you said, I think in like the <laughs> first... That that I don't know what it really was, really don't ask me really that. <laughs> <there>. <laughs> I think yeah, I watched that video. Like that. <laughs> but I think you said it in the first or second episode about how you, like it wasn't one of your top ten favorite books but by the time we're done studying it it's like oh no actually it is now yeah. and it changes mm-hmm. by it's, it's crazy like yeah. when you study it it's
0: like number 11 now
3: so yeah it's number <laughs> 11 we're getting closer
2: day by day <laughs> number f- number 11 all time <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Jonathan we're kind of halfway
4: through in episode 7 what's mm-hmm. our kind of a midway, midway reflection point for you yeah I, I mean there's a lot to talk about but I really just like and you know this about me like I really like God's grace because <laughs> 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 I need a lot of it in my life and just <laughs> seeing that <laughs> seeing that in, in the Old Testament I just love that every time because every time I read when I see God's grace coming through through a story or literally by the words there uh, I think of all the people who don't like the Old Testament I'm like hey look here here's God's grace right there <laughs> yeah. and so Deuteronomy is full of it it shows us that God cares about his people he's there to help them throughout their journey and he's here to help us as well mm-hmm. in our journey so Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy I think uh, highlights God's faithfulness mm-hmm. uh, to his people mm-hmm. um, a lot. Mm-hmm. Amen. I I really see God's emotion a lot in Deuteronomy. Mm. For
0: for such a legal book, mm-hmm. uh, there's just a lot of emotion. There's a lot of yearning, a, a lot of, of sadness. There's a lot of heart. Yeah. There's a lot of anger also, but that anger isn't frustration. Anger. It is a pleading. Uh, hey, why aren't you getting it? And when you see that emotion, we can either make the judgment like, man, that person's emotional, or you look at the context of which that person is like you go to a supermarket and you see this lady who's just going crazy on, on this kid and automatically make a judgment on that lady. But when you see what kind of kid she's raising, if the kid <laughs> is this horrendous what we call a knucklehead, <laughs> then it kind of, under, oh, yeah, that I understands the it. dynamic why she's trying to that, communicate. <laughs> or if the kid is like an angel, they're like, whoa, this lady is insane. Right? Correct. But we don't have a Clear picture sometimes of, of of who that kid is, and that that's us. Yeah. That's, that's us, and idea. we are in need of not only liking grace, but we are in dire need of that grace. So we're going to go to Deuteronomy chapter ten, and we're going to look at this the stubbornness, and kind of look at the character of this child, the character of us mm-hmm. in in that sense. Um, and then we're gonna we're gonna read, but before we read, Callie, if you can pray for us.
3: Absolutely. Father in Heaven, thank you for guiding us thus far as we've been studying this topic through these different weeks. Thank you for the wonderful things you've already shown us. And in the confidence of what you have done, I pray that you continue to open Mm. our eyes, and I pray that we would see your heart um, in this chapter and all the following in Deuteronomy. Thank you for these gifts and many others, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. 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 Sebastian, if you can read from chapter 10, verse
2: 12 through 16, please. Yes, sir. And now... Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways and to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I command you today for your good. Indeed, heaven and the highest heavens belong to the Lord your God, also the earth with all that is in it the lord delighted only in your fathers to love them and he chose their descendants after them you above all peoples as it is this day therefore circumcise the foreskin of your heart and be stiff-necked no longer,
0: uh, Jonathan. Any personal anecdotes you have? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'm just kidding. That was, that was, um, we do we do we, do, we do talk about circumcision a lot on this show. <laughs> we do. Uh, yeah, we 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 had an episode on, on acts, uh, acts Romans. Yeah. Yep. Um, what else? Everywhere. In the it's kind of an, a covenant. Oh yeah. It's kind of an awkward topic. You know, yes. it is. You know, it's the, there's the anatomical thing, and it's just kind of a, not like a it's not a spiritual you know meditative uh, topic. It's kind of visceral isn't it yes mm-hmm. um jonathan how do how let's let's look let's look at this concept <laughs> of circumcision why does god use such a
4: visceral uh motif to mm-hmm. convey mm-hmm. um the stubbornness of humanity uh, that's a very good question here in deuteronomy i mean circumcision is is something that started uh, for the people of god with abraham the first one called out uh that god you know but the people of israel come from. And uh, Abraham's story, of course, is that God promised him a son, and Abraham believed it, but then kind of didn't. He kind of tried to do it on his own uh, by not trusting uh, in in God to provide the miracle child. And uh, because of that rebellion, um, you know, he had to learn his lesson, and it wasn't until he was 99 years old that God made that covenant, renewed the covenant with him, and instituted the sign of circumcision uh, as, as a sign of the covenant. And mm-hmm. then uh, later, of course, Isaac was born because Abraham did trust God even at his, at his old age. So, the sign of circumcision, the, the practice, comes from Abraham, uh, from the time of Abraham. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it kind of symbolized, you know, the fact that Abraham... You know, God is an, God, God likes illustrations, and mm-hmm, in a way, this is a very, very vivid illustration of the fact that you should not trust in yourself, in mm-hmm. your ability to bring out the promise that God has. Um, you know, made, the promise of God, yeah. the promise that He has made, but into trust, into uh, trusting to God's promise that He He will fulfill it, even if all circumstances speak against it, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. God realized that this is not something not something that just Abraham needs to learn but really every human being because it is a lesson of faith a lesson of trusting in him and his promises and so God's people this was a sign for God's people at the time uh, to remind them of that story and to remind them hey trust in me as well mm-hmm. however uh, the sign of circumcision the outward sign is not all that it's about, you know, Mm -hmm. and here we see in Deuteronomy the connection that it's also Mm -hmm. about the heart.
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think that's a critical you know point that Jonathan is making to to use how sometimes a practice gets far away from its original story and context, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And recognizing that, connecting that to Abraham's failure with Hagar Mm -hmm. and us saying to ourselves, do I find myself in that same situation where God has promised to bless my academic studies, right? But I'm like, I got to stay up till four in the morning. And we can sometimes get into this sort of humanistic self-help sort of mindset like, hey, how bad do you want it? You know, how dedicated are you? And to push yourself when, and God's call for his people here, right, as we're going through this covenant in Deuteronomy is, is really trying to beckon them back to that same principle in that narrative. Look where Abraham messed up and the grief that resulted mm. as, as, um, uh, because they they decided to step out into their own abilities and strength, mm-hmm. rather than circumcising, removing that stubbornness, that resistance mm-hmm. to try to do it on your own. Mm-hmm, yes. mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, the, the I appreciate the background of, 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 of Jonathan. The 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 story of Abraham is just 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 so important to the background, right? Yep. Uh, you're gonna have a lot of kids, but you can't do it. It's the. At the end of the day, it's down to whether can you do it or not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? And you simply cannot do it by your own strength. Yes. Yep. And to show that in the most visceral way, you have this 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 practice. Yeah. But the visceralness, is that a word? Visceralness? Yeah. The viscerality, the visceralissimo, <laughs> I don't visceral know. Visceral nature, the the <laughs> the potency of the illustration is equivalent to how we don't get it. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, hey, Kelly, you're stubborn, and for you to remember, I'm just gonna put a little dot on your hand. Like, (laughs) you know, if that was an easy lesson to learn, then it wouldn't be. But it's it just shows you like we we just more than you got to be righteous, and more than about God, us being sinful human beings as a first lesson, we Mm -hmm. just simply don't get. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah.
3: why not? I wasn't going to answer that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but I was going to say, we go. We don't get it so much that that wasn't even the point. The physical act wasn't even the point. Yes, that's yeah. right. And that's right. And so that's, that's why right. he's that's like, right. like, yeah, so circumcise the foreskin of your heart. Right. And then they're like, wait, right. but we did the other thing. Right. <laughs> I'm confused now. Right.
0: I want. I have this so you get it, but they're not even getting they're like, the we reminder did the thing.
3: to get it. Like, we yes. did the thing. We did the reminder. And God's yes. like, yeah, but you forgot. And like, I did the reminder. Yes. yes. Yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah. of
2: like setting the <laughs> alarm but not recognizing you put it there to wake up. Right? So yes. It's kind of like, oh, I set the alarm and then the alarm. I turn it like, off. Stop! But I set the alarm. That was that was what I was supposed to do.
0: The question is, why is the heart so stubborn? hmm i, I mean, why. Why is it? Explain human nature.
2: <laughs> I know, right? In 30 no, seconds. 30, 30 seconds. seconds. <laughs> go. Um, I mean, I think we obviously, you know, I, I hate to go back to the obvious answer of you know the sinful nature of man and being hardened through many many years of I mean, those sinful practices, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but also look at the fact that circumcising the foreskin of your heart and dealing with that stiff neckedness is not just an attitude of, I can't help it, right? The devil made me do it. Mm -hmm. It is also an aspect of my own unwillingness, right? As a person who would be stepping into physical circumcision, right? Mm -hmm. Seeing someone take out the knife and doing that you're like, there's going to be a visceral reaction in you to say like, I don't want to do this. Mm. And I think there's an anticipation of harm Mm -hmm. that the human soul has under the pruning knife of the Holy Spirit Mm. that I'm going to give up this aspect of who I am and I'm shivering under that blade, right? To recognize like I'm, God is like, I'm going to take this away, Mm -hmm. right? And you're going to give up this resistance. You're going to give up this stiff-necked attitude. You're going to yield that sort of indomitable mindset like it's going to be my way or else. Mm -hmm. And we know that we need it. We know that we want it, but yes, emotionally, that's just hard to, to let go and say, okay, I'm going to submit to the let procedure. Me, let me
0: rephrase the question. How do we know that our hearts need to be circumcised? Maybe that's a little bit more of a practical on the same question.
4: Mm. Jonathan. Uh, I think these things happen uh, uh, to a great degree um, in the presence of God's revelation. So, like, okay. when we are in the presence of God and we see His purity, His goodness, His love, uh, we realize in the light of that, that there's something wrong with us because we don't, do not possess these qualities in us. Mm-hmm. I am, when I see Jesus, when I look at Jesus, I'm like, I am not like Him, mm-hmm. clearly not like Him. Mm-hmm. And so in the revelation of God's goodness, I come to a realization of my badness, of my, my sinfulness. Mm-hmm. So that, that encounter has to happen first. And I think we find that here in the Word as well. Yes. Um, you know, you look at, in the passage you read from verse 12 onwards, you know, uh, what does the Lord God require? But I, I want to go to verse 14. Indeed, heaven and the highest heavens belong to the Lord your God. And also the earth that, uh, with all that is in it. Verse 15. The Lord delighted only in your fathers to love them. He chose their descendants after them. He, so here Moses is bringing out the point, g- God loves you. Mm-hmm. Like, He's so good. Yeah. And in and, and, and that encounter with His goodness. This, you realize you know, your issues well, Jonathan let me cut in here into
0: what you're saying <laughs> we have to take a break now yeah. this is Inverse we'll see you after the break
1: has Inverse been a blessing to you? do you have questions comments or feedback you'd like to leave us? find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook Twitter Instagram or YouTube while there join us like us heart us thumbs up us Our handle again is inversebible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion.
0: Welcome back. We're looking at the stubbornness of the human heart and looking like the sinfulness of the human condition. Mm-hmm. And this is not a New Testament study, but this is a Old Testament study found in the fifth book of Moses called Deuteronomy. We're in chapter 10. And
4: uh, Jonathan, what were you saying? Yeah, uh, I was mm-hmm. just referring to verse 15. Yeah, it says, The Lord delighted only in your fathers to love them, and He chose their descendants after them. That's all the people listening right now. You above all peoples as it is this day. Mm-hmm. All right? So he's leading up to this point. He's saying, God is for you. He is Chosen you, He loves you, He cares about you. In the revelation of such goodness, right, the people will realize their sinfulness because, in the light of something beautiful, you realize all your issues. And, and with that said, verse 16 then. Verse 16. Therefore, <laughs> circumcise the foreskin of your heart. Yes. So, therefore, because of God's goodness, because of your realization of where you are at, now, because you are messed up, you need help circumcise your heart you know the foreskin of your heart and be stiff-necked no longer be no longer rebellious so i love how it starts with the, the revelation of god and his goodness and that is the motivation because god is so good i'm so messed up but he's so good therefore i will choose not to rebel anymore and let him fulfill the promises that that he has given Mm. in my life Mm -hmm. amen amen sebastian
2: yeah so i was just gonna say (laughs) now that the show is almost over uh, i'm just kidding (laughs) so that the the idea here of god asking for the circumcision right from Mm -hmm. from jonathan's point and, and this is why it popped in my head while he was talking that's okay is the fact that god god is expecting the shift to happen, not from the external mm. perspective, right? Because if he's circumcising the foreskin of your heart, there's an internal change that God is trying mm-hmm. to bring. Okay. About. Yes. And this is where you were asking the question, like, you know, about why is the why is the heart stubborn and how do we know, right, that we're stiff-necked. And a big part of this stems from the spirit in which we serve and love God. Mm-hmm. Right? And and I would say serve God in terms of is that coming from a heart of love? And a lot of times that is the indicator of a need of internal circumcision, right? When all of a sudden the the sort of do's and mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. do so of religion become a drudgery to me, that's usually an indicator that i need a circumcision of my own heart
0: so you're saying it's not the externalities we're talking about we're talking about regardless of what the externalities look like it's what the condition of the inside is mm-hmm. yes. so the externalities may look the make look awesome but mm-hmm. it's, we still need circumcision of the heart correct on the inside. Yeah.
2: because okay. the people mm-hmm. were rebelling with him in the wilderness feeding them mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. manna bring mm-hmm. water from a rock they weren't rebelling you know outside of mm-hmm. that relationship with him they were rebelling within the relationship mm-hmm. And so, when we think about, I know God, I want to worship Him, I want to read the Bible, I want to go to church, I want to go to heaven, mm-hmm. right? These are all things that are in my desires, but there's a rebellious component. Mm-hmm. And that circumcision of the heart is about changing that core motive, mm-hmm. changing that core drive. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting. I, I was talking to a, a young person one time and, and asking them about their time with God and the ability to just sit down and talk to God. Mm-hmm. as they would talk to a friend. And it was shocking to me how much of a novel and new concept that was. That if I took time in the morning, not just to look at a particular doctrine, but to actually take time to talk to Jesus about my actual day, mm-hmm. what I'm actually dealing with, all of a sudden the devotional time doesn't become a to-do list that I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I didn't do my devotion. So, you know, only clouds and rain today. Mm-hmm. But this is more so about I'm actually responding to this act out of a desire to truly commune with God. Mm -hmm.
4: I love how verse 16 is sandwiched between 15 and 17. In 15, (laughs) we already saw, you know, we see God delighting in His people. And in verse 17, for the Lord your God is a God of God. I see here Moses' passion when he's preaching. And the Lord of Lords, the great God, mighty and awesome, who shows no partiality, nor takes a bribe. And then he continues, you know, he Mm. administers justice. He cares for you. He cares for you. Yes, Like, he's saying, your decision, verse 17 is, I'm sorry, verse 16 is the is the the appeal for a decision. Make a decision to surrender to God, Mm -hmm. your heart, your whole heart, Mm -hmm. and it's sandwiched in between grace and love. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, he's saying, God is for you, He's with you, He's willing to, you know, He's such a wonderful God, who cares? And because of all that, you know, mm-hmm. just make the decision to surrender, and He's going to transform your life. Mm-hmm. So, this is very, very applicable to each and every human being. Mm-hmm. We all have this self-righteous, you know, uh, self-righteousness righteous self and rebellious rebellion that needs to be cut out. Yes. And the motivation for that can never be, you know, uh, well, you know, I have to make myself better. The motivation is, you know, God is good. God is love, and He cares about me. And if He's so good that He wants to fulfill His promises for me, I will let Him. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of instead of focusing on how I can make myself appeal better, so like it, I just I just wanted to bend it, point it out because I just think it's so powerful.
0: Yeah, in verse sixteen,
4: yes. there's there seems
0: to be two two layers of images happening. You have circumcision of the heart, mm-hmm. and you also have being stiff-necked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, these this this stubbornness and this rebellion is not this 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 blatant. External rebellion. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is a very quiet, it's an like, internal like no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of yeah. like, you know, there's this phenomenon that's happening, not not lately it's been happening probably but millennials just ghosting their jobs, they're ghosting mm-hmm. relationships. It's just they just disappear. They just their, their facial or the facial, their social media goes <laughs> uh, media. their their faces on Facebook. <laughs> face. Yeah, it just, just disappears altogether. And it's just, they don't want to deal with the relationship. Let's just kind of, I don't want to just disappear altogether. It's all internal. Mm -hmm. This stiff neck comes from this agricultural society where you have these animals who are your engines of the day. And they just refuse to turn their necks, right? Mm -hmm. They just keep on going in their way. And no matter what you do, your Mm -hmm. engine just won't turn over, right? It just, just, it it continues going out. And then the cool thing is, and just just piggybacking on your your comment, um, God makes that plea in verse 16. And then you have all these... um, verse 17, verse 18, uh, f- justice to the fatherless, the widow, the stranger, love the stranger. You have all these like social things that happen afterwards. Yeah. yeah. It's almost as if like once you've made right with your relationship with God, yeah. it should impact every relationship you have with, with human beings. 100%. You know, your, your vertical, is, it, is it vertical? If your vertical <laughs> is calibrated, <laughs> it should impact all your horizontals. Your horizontal. yeah. horizontal. yeah. Question is this. Why are there so many people who have who say that they have a good vertical, but their horizontal is messed up. Mm-hmm. Because of- Are they lying? Is their vertical messed up? Or wh- is, is there a disconnect between the two? Callie, you were saying something.
3: Well, I was gonna say, for the same reason you rephrased your question. Okay. <laughs> so you said- You were in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, because they say they have it doesn't mean they have it. Um, okay, well then, I'll, I'll, let's, <laughs> let's be a
0: little bit more real, because you call, okay. you're calling me on that, and I appreciate that. You're welcome. How about me? Or how about us at this table mm-hmm. right we all have a we are on this TV show we're on this, so we're this podcast people we're all are problems. and and uh, we believe God do we have relational problems with people and we don't need I'm not say, asking for a confession or an anecdote I have a story <laughs> uh, All right I thought,
3: <laughs> you, I
2: thought you would never ask uh,
0: are is every relationship that we have perfect in our lives where where where's the disconnect happen in our
3: lives. Yeah, so I think, I can't speak for everyone here, but I'll just speak about one of the things that I struggle with, and that is reading verse 13 without the rest of the verses. So, verse 13 says, keep the commandments of the Lord and the statutes, which I command you today for your good. Mm. And that's what I read. Mm. Mm. I don't read verse 12. I don't read verse 14, 15, 16. Mm. I'm, I'm really good at rules. I'm really good at striving after rules. I'm of course not really good at following them without the Holy Spirit. But I notice that when I do not keep the full context in mind, mm-hmm. and I can still, again, I still look good, right, because on the outside, I'm still keeping the commandments, but if I forget, verse 12, that it only comes from a love for Him, mm. if I forget that it requires a circumcision of my heart that comes as a gift from a God who loves me, mm-hmm. then my relationship with other people suffer because I'm imposing the same impossible, graceless standard on other people mm. that I impose upon myself. Mm. mm-hmm. That's something I struggle with.
2: That's where I was, exactly where I was going to go.
0: Well, I I, I struggle with the same thing. Okay, Sebastian. In in that that (laughs)
2: same spirit, right, of what Callie is saying is that how I view my relationship with God will directly impact, right? So, in many ways, the human is a reflection of what's happening with me and the divine. Mm -hmm. So, when people say, well, I have a great relationship, right, with God, what they're really saying is the people who comply with my human relationship standards, I have a great relationship with. Mm -hmm. It's the people that don't. I don't have a great relationship, and it's mm-hmm. because they're not succumbing to X, <laughs> Y, and Z standards or expectations. Because mm-hmm. yes. going back to Callie's point, well, I'm going to impose the same graceless standard, and those who live up to it, those are my best friends. Mm. We just get along. We just click. We just get each other. Yeah. Right? Versus the ones I don't, oh, yeah, it's because you're this, because you're lacking that. And that's easy for me to kind of cast myself away when relationships always Mm -hmm. reveal true posture towards the law. Mm -hmm. That's because the law is about relationships. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the disconnect Mm -hmm. in the vertical, horizontal mind is that everybody is wholly alone. Mm. Right before I was married, I thought I was a pretty good person. Well, right, and then uh, I, I knew you before. <laughs> 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 Just the, exactly, I we were in a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Justin knew, right? So it's like by myself, I'm like, oh, I can yeah. read my Bible for three yeah, hours. For, right. Read. yeah, for sure. But then after you get married, you realize. I'm not that great of a person, <laughs> yeah. right? I'm, I'm not, not, not as selfish. as I thought.
0: Singles, you all catch that? I mean, and we know that you feel you're perfect when you're by yourself, but <laughs> wait till you get married. And
4: then when till you have kids? kids. Oh, Woo. Jonathan. <laughs> you know, uh, I, just quickly, I want to make a connection here. It talks about, you know, circumcise the foreskin of your heart. And uh, the same concept we find in the New Testament when Paul says, you know, uh, like crucify self, right? Mm. Self be crucified. Both, same concept you're Yes. yes both yes, crucifixion yes. and circumcision is yes. not something that you do to yourself. Yes. It is something, you know, in, in the physical circumcision, it was usually the newborn baby, right? Right. right. Like Someone had to do that <laughs> to the child after eight days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in the same way, crucifixion, you can't crucify yourself. Mm-hmm. And the beautiful thing is that God says, yes, yeah, circumcise, you know, the foreskin of your heart. But what he's trying to say is that as you surrender to God, God will do that miracle of, of cutting away your self-righteousness, of letting, you know, crucifying self and, and, and sin and all these things are going to be uh, taken care of by God. Really only, all we have to do is mm-hmm. consent mm-hmm. and and, consent. Bl- and trust that He will fulfill the promises in mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I think it's beautiful that we can see that this is the God that, you know, He's talking to Israel, but He's talking to us today in the same way. Amen. What Jonathan is saying is give Him your will, give Him your dignity,
0: give Him your stubbornness. And That's just the consent, saying, hey, I can't do it. I need God to do it for me. I love the verse. In verse uh, 12, it says to walk with Him. It's a daily walk with God. Mm. That's our prayer here at Inverse. Hopefully, that's your prayer. We want to encourage you to continue studying the book of Deuteronomy by downloading the study guide at inversebible.org or catching up on past episodes at hopetv.org slash inverse. This is an awesome study. We're only at the midpoint of the book of Deuteronomy. We want to ask you to continue on our journey through the wilderness as we look at... Further episodes in this topic. God bless you. We'll see you next week here in Inverse.